Welcome to Anchor Point, where we believe that the next 30 minutes could change your life forever. So join us to consider the greatest message ever heard, the good news of the gospel, as well as sound scriptural teaching for believers, all based on the Word of God, the anchor for our souls. Christians understand and acknowledge that despite the world's skeptical and unthankful attitude at times, God is the ultimate source of all of our blessings. There are so many good things that we enjoy on a material and temporal level. Food, family, homes, health, abilities, and so on. Our five senses, seeing, hearing, smelling, tasting, and touching. Have you appreciated these today? These are just some of the blessings that the Lord bestows upon all of us freely, whether we believe in Him or not. The Lord Jesus says in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45 that the Lord makes His Son to rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. Yes, He is the source of all blessing. But the greatest of all blessings that God wants you to receive from Him is His forgiveness through our Lord Jesus Christ, the first verse of Psalm 32 says, Blessed is he, or she, whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. At the end of the day, that is all that really matters. To be declared right with God, to have your sins all forgiven. What a wonderful offer. In today's message, evangelist Mr. Dan Shutt talks about this wonderful kind of blessedness. Do you have it? Psalm 32, and our heading tells us that this is a psalm of David, Maskell. Blessed is he whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. Blessed is the man unto whom the Lord imputeth or counteth not iniquity, and in whose spirit there is no guile. I just want to take up this first line of this psalm and the first line of these two verses that we have read and take it for my text tonight. Blessed is the person whose transgression is forgiven. I was thinking recently about sneezing. You say that's the oddest beginning to a gospel meeting that I've ever heard. But you just stick with me for a minute, and you're going to see that it has a great deal to do with what I want to say tonight. You know, there are a lot of noises that we make, <laughs> noises, and nobody really says anything. You can cough, and maybe if your mother's around, she might say, cover your mouth, but people don't say anything when you cough. And if you yawn, maybe one of your buddies might come up and say, yeah, do you need a nap? But people don't generally say anything. But you know, when someone sneezes, now, you all see where this is going. Almost always, when you sneeze in public, somebody says something. They say, bless you, or God bless you, or Gesundheit, <laughs> whatever it is. But it is very, very common for people just to say that. God bless you. God bless you. God bless you. 
You know, there actually is a reason that people say that. You may not know this, but in medieval times, people believed that when you sneezed, your heart stopped. And so they said, God bless you to restart your heart so you didn't die when you sneezed. That's one theory. Uh, the other one is, is that um, in the Middle Ages, many, many thousands, hundreds of thousands of people died of bubonic plague. And one of the first signs of having bubonic plague is you started to cough and you started to sneeze. And so when somebody started to sneeze, they said, God bless you, in the hopes that you wouldn't contract that disease that might claim your life. Now that's just to get your interest tonight, because I do not want to preach about sneezing. I want to preach about blessing. This is really just, it's actually what we call a beatitude. A beatitude is just a blessing. It's just a big word for blessing. For example, when we come to the Gospels, we come to what is called the Sermon on the Mount. And the Lord Jesus goes into a mountain and he begins to teach his disciples the principle of God's kingdom. How does he begin? Well, he begins with what we call the Beatitudes. Blessed are the meek and blessed are the poor in spirit and blessed are those that weep and blessed are those that hunger and thirst after righteousness. Those are often called the Beatitudes. I will tell you that the Bible actually is full of Beatitudes, and if you get in the habit of looking for them, I think you can actually find hundreds of times where God speaks about a blessing. You know, I want to think, first of all, about the fact that God is the true source of every blessing. You know, I think that we get very used to the blessings that God pours out on us on a daily basis. And I have to just tell you that, for my part anyway, every few days I get a very guilty conscience because I find that I am praying about things, but very often I forget to thank God just for the routine blessing that he gives me in my life. I'm thankful today that I'm inside, not outside. <laughs> I'm thankful today that I'm warm and not cold. I'm thankful tonight. I'm not hungry. There's a lot of things that, in our thinking, become so routine that we fail to recognize that behind the simplest things of life, there is a God who is blessing us. This is what we describe as God's providential care of this world, God's providence. It is the daily goodness, the daily benefits that God pours out both on people who are saved and who are not. It rains, the Bible says, on the just and on the unjust. In other words, our God, who is the creator of all that is, has a living, vital, blessed interest in his creation. And that extends to you and me. And so I just think maybe at the beginning, you know, I wasn't planning to say this, but, you know, one of the things that we taught our children before they were saved is to be thankful to God for the blessings that he gave. And we taught them to give thanks for their food. And we taught them to be thankful for the good things that God gives. And they didn't do it with the understanding, perhaps, that a Christian does. But, you know, when you come to the New Testament and when you find God's indictment of our world, do you know what one of the things on that list is? They were not thankful. 
even if you're not saved here tonight, it would be wonderful to develop an attitude that recognizes that behind every blessing is a good God. You know, just recently in my reading, the beginning of the year, I usually start over and read the Bible again throughout the year and try to read it all the way through once or twice. So I've been reading in the book of Genesis. You know, I was just so impressed at the promise that God gave to Noah. You know, we have all these people and they're worried that the world is too hot and the world's too cold and the seas are going to rise and we're all going to be flooded out and everything is going to fall apart. And then I just calm my spirit. Now listen to what God says. I'm never going to bring a flood again on the earth to destroy it. And seed time and harvest will not change because I'm God and I have everything in control. And every time we look up at the rainbow, we remember that we have a good God, a God of great blessing. You know, not only is God the source of blessing, but I want to tell you that this book that we read from is a book of blessing. I'm going to tell you something tonight. Maybe you've never heard this before. But did you ever think about the fact that the Bible begins and ends with a blessing? I'll just quote these verses for you. This is Genesis chapter 1. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. And God blessed them. Chapter 1 of the Bible. There's a blessing. So you say, well, that's good, Dan. Uh, how about the last chapter of the book? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The last chapter of the book. Behold, I come quickly. Blessed is he that keepeth the sayings of the prophecy of this book. This is a book of blessing. From first to last, this is a book that will bless you. One of the things that we encourage people to do, if you're interested in being saved, if you're interested in knowing real blessing in your soul from God, let me encourage you to read this book. These are the words of eternal life. These really are the wonderful words of life. I want to just uh, think about the greatest blessing that a person can receive. You can tell I don't have a complicated message tonight. I've just got a verse. And I'm just going to go very simply with what I'm thinking about this verse. What is the greatest blessing that a person can receive? I was reading an article online today about something that I know absolutely nothing about. And that's why I was reading it, because I want to know a little bit about it. I'm pretty sure that when I finished the article, I knew less than when I started. I was reading about Bitcoin. Anybody heard about Bitcoin? If you understand what that's about sometime, would you grab my sleeve and explain to me how that works? I, it sounds like imaginary money. And I can't imagine how people invest in imaginary money. I spent my life working for a couple of things that are real. Things that are imaginary do not impress me too much. But there, there were some pictures of these fellows, and they were just looked like all the college bums that I hung around with when I went to school. And they were living in this dirty dorm room, but supposedly they're worth millions of dollars in Bitcoin. And, and, and you know, they, they, they were acting as if this was the, the greatest blessing that could ever happen to them. You know, they were just, you know, um, computer science students. And I hope there's no computer science students here tonight, but um, God bless them all, everyone, as Tiny Tim said. But um, these, these boys have fallen right into the gravy. And they think, at least, that they have found the greatest blessing. 
And through a little manipulation of their keyboard and whatever else, I, I don't know, it looked like they ate a lot of pizza, and uh, they dressed pretty poorly for millionaires. I, I couldn't quite figure the whole story out, but um, the bottom line is they thought they had found great blessing. Let me tell you tonight about the greatest blessing that a person can know. It's in our text. In fact, you already know the answer. You don't even need to listen to me preach. Because the greatest blessing that a human being can know is this. Blessed is the person whose transgression is forgiven. You know, you can acquire a lot of things in life. You can have a lot of experiences. You can enjoy a lot of things. You can make a lot of money. But there's only one thing that is good for eternity, and that is the forgiveness of sins. And I tell you tonight, I'm, I'm so glad that God ever saved me. I think maybe we ought to say that more often. I think we ought to tell people, this is the greatest thing that ever happened to us. God's salvation. I've had many wonderful things happen in my life. I was born into a very loving family with parents and grandparents that, that treated me very well. And I married a lady that, against all the odds, has loved me for 40 years and children and grandchildren. And you know, I, I, I just feel like a really blessed man. But listen, the greatest blessing that I have ever known is the blessing of sins forgiven. You know, I would like that tonight there might be someone. I just have four little words that start with H. I scribbled them down, and I hope that you can follow this. I thought about the idea of the hope for blessing. Is there somebody here tonight that really desires God's blessing? You know, in the Old Testament, there was a, this is in First Chronicles. Everybody's heard of this, I think. There was a man named Jabez. This is what the man said. And Jabez called on the God of Israel saying, Oh, that thou would bless me indeed. He was a man. And when he thought about God, and when he thought about his future, the, the thing that inspired, the thing that, that fired him, the thing that inspired him was, I want God's blessing. Now, I, I'm just going to cut to the chase on that story. You know what the rest of that verse says? And God granted him the thing that he asked for. In other words, a man who was wholeheartedly interested in blessing is the man who found blessing. Let me just tell you tonight that you're not going to find God's blessing if you just look for it half-heartedly. God's salvation is found by people who are striving to enter in. And I do not believe for a single moment in preaching in a way that suggests that your striving will bring merit before God and God will somehow be obligated to save you based on how hard you work. I don't believe that. But I will tell you this. People who don't try to be saved don't get saved. And people who do not make it their highest priority do not find everlasting life. And so just in a very simple way, what I want to say, is there somebody that's looking for true blessing? You know, it wouldn't hurt to tell God about it. You don't have to tell me that you're looking for blessing. Although if you want to share that, we'd be happy to hear of your interest. You don't have to tell your parents or your grandparents. But listen, do not fail to tell God if you are looking for blessing. You know, when I was a boy, there was a kind of preaching that went around that suggested that, that God doesn't hear the prayers of unsaved people. I want to tell you something, whoever said that has never cracked the cover of their Bible, because God repeatedly throughout the scriptures listens to unsaved people. One of my favorite stories in the New Testament is a man 
who prayed to God, and he said, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. And if you can look at me with a straight face and tell me that God didn't hear that prayer, you're in a strange place. Um, Listen, that man went down to his house justified precisely because God hears people who call to him for blessing. If you want to be blessed tonight, tell God that you're interested. Ask him to help you to find the blessing that he longs to bestow. Let me not only talk tonight for a minute about the the hope for blessing, let me talk about the the hindrance to blessing. And that is just that, unfortunately, many of us feel that maybe there's a better time to seek for blessing. You know, one of the gospel texts that I learned to preach from when I was in my late teens and early 20s was just this, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. This blessing that God is offering is a limited offer. Oh, it's, it's not limited in terms of the blessing that God has at his disposal. That is based on the death of his son. That is absolutely unlimited. I love what Charles Spurgeon said. The death of an infinite person provides an infinite resource out of which God may bless. No question about the ability of God to save tonight. But I'll tell you this, that offer to you will not be extended forever. One of my frustrations is about every three weeks I get out my wallet and I clean out all the coupons. My wife's really good. She cuts out coupons and gives them to me. And But the problem is in the small print at the bottom of the coupon is the expiration date. And I, I've got great coupons. In fact, if you'd like some, I think there's some out in the car right now. And they're lovely. You can get 20 and 30 and 40% off. And you can get coffee and all sorts of little doodads that you really don't need. But the problem is they've all expired. I'm not a good coupon person, okay? I'm always going to use them some other time. Uh, Let me just say that there is a great hindrance to blessing when people are looking for God's salvation at some other time. May God help you, if you're not saved tonight, to make this your highest priority and go in for salvation tonight. Let me think just for a minute about the heart of true blessing. And that is this, the forgiveness of my sins. You know, we need forgiveness from God. I know the popular psychology today, you can get this from Oprah or Dr. Phil or whoever the talking head is of the moment. But um, the fact of the matter is, there's a lot of talk about forgiving yourself. And that, that's kind of the pinnacle of the psychobabble that fills the airwaves in the media today. Forgive yourself. Just be nice to yourself. Feel happy and, and convince yourself that you're okay and you will be okay. I didn't grow up around sophisticated people. So I'm just going to tell you what I think about that. That's absolute rubbish. Absolute rubbish. Do you know why? The only person that can give forgiveness is the person that's been sinned against. You see, I I do believe that there is sin that is against oneself. I do believe that. But that is not what places me in jeopardy of eternal judgment. It is sin against God that is the problem. And as a consequence, we have sinned against others. But whether we ever get forgiveness from others is a moot point. Because when I stand at the bar of justice, on that day when I step into eternity, Let me tell you the thing that matters is this. Has God forgiven me? 
I'm so glad tonight that forgiveness is available through his son. That through the death of Jesus Christ, through his suffering beneath the burden of our sin, through the blood that he shed that cleanses from all sin, God is offering forgiveness as a free gift. He's offering it freely tonight. And every person who receives Christ receives this true blessing. The heart of true blessing is a person. It is Christ himself. If you want blessing tonight, don't be satisfied with religion. Don't be satisfied with psychology or philosophy. Christ is the one who can forgive you. Christ is the one who can bless you. The heart of true blessing is Jesus Christ and him alone. Let me just say one thing before I sit down. We've talked about the hope for blessing and the hindrance to blessing and the heart of blessing. Let me tell you about the heartbreak of missed blessing. You know, there was a man who came to the Lord Jesus one day. He was a rich young ruler. And he had some questions for the Lord Jesus. And there is no doubt in my mind that he was a man who was looking for blessing. Everybody agree with that? I think so. When you start the story, your heart lifts a little bit and it skips a beat. Oh, look at this. There's a man and he's come to the right place. He's come at the right time. He, he maybe even has come with the right motive. How is this story going to end? Oh, it's going to be a good one, isn't it? No. No. No, the story ends in a most heartbreaking way. There's a man who came so close to the Lord Jesus that he could have touched him. But he went away without the blessing. You know, there's some things that we do preaching the gospel, and they are hard things. I'm going to tell you what the hardest thing of all is, to see people come so close to God's salvation and then walk away and miss it eternally. The heartbreak, the heartbreak, the eternal wail of people who miss God's blessing. Miss God's blessing. We're having these meetings because we love you. We're having these meetings because God loves you. And God wants you to have this blessing tonight. That's why he did everything to provide it. That's why the cost fell completely upon him and upon his son. And tonight in grace, he's just holding out the blessing. And he wants you to take it. Don't miss it. Because there is real and eternal heartbreak. For those who say the harvest is past and the summer is ended and we are not saved. Well, have you taken this great blessing of forgiveness? It won't be offered forever. And now's the time to get the matter of your sin settled once and for all. Blessed or happy is the person whose transgression is forgiven, whose sin is covered. And that's what the Lord Jesus Christ did 
on the cross of Calvary. He bore the sin of the world. He provided the channel of blessing for you and for me. Have you accepted it? Have you accepted Him? It will make all the difference for both your little time here and forever in eternity. If this or any of our Bible messages here at Anchor Point has made you aware of God's interest in you, or if you'd like some literature or a visit that would help you to understand these important truths, why don't you drop us a line at info at anchorpointradio.org. We'd love to hear from you. We're glad that you were able to join us at Anchor Point today. Anchor Point is sponsored by Christians who are meeting in various gospel halls. Each of these Christian assemblies holds gospel services every Sunday night, as well as regular prayer and Bible studies throughout the week. No collection is ever taken, and a very warm welcome awaits you. And if you've been challenged by today's message, would like to know more about the truth of the gospel, or of gathering under the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, following New Testament principles, please feel free to check out our website at anchorpointradio.org. There you will find more information, as well as the location, programs, and meeting schedules for the Gospel Hall nearest you. Also, feel free to take a look at other literature and audio offers at anchorpointradio.org, where you can also subscribe to our Anchor Point podcast. My name is John Sharp, and thank you once again for listening. And we invite you to join us again next week at the same time for Anchor Point, where we believe that in times like these, you need a Savior. And in times like these, you need an anchor.